The moment I turned around, I said, this is a low-pitch room. There was a whole clique of people that formed in the room. Yeah. Mentality shifted. Yeah, the whole mentality shifted because they, they couldn't see the value people there. People feel the energy. Yeah, and, and then I said, no, selling. And then all, all, all I was receiving in my messages is screenshots of people trying to sync the show. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Global Woman Show. And uh, you know what? I thought I'd do something different. I wanted to come and visit you guys here, where you are, where the whole world is watching you every single day, is listening to you every single day, inspired by you every single day. And probably you don't know what is the impact that you are creating yet. And I was really curious. I've been following you for, for days and months now, like many, many others around the world. And I thought, I want to come and see this myself. And I experienced it today. And I'm really, really impressed. And I'm very grateful that you found the time to finally um, give an interview for us. Because you are the ones that you ask questions. But today, I want to challenge you. I want to ask you a lot of questions. So thank you again for creating this space. And uh, I would love to know everything about you. Everything, uh, how this dream came. How did you turn this this little spark into something that went viral obviously it all started with clubhouse so we all woke up at a certain point december at some point and everybody's like you've got to use this social media app and i don't know i can't speak for these two but but probably had, they had a similar journey to me downloaded the app went into clubhouse what's clubhouse all about it was it was an audio app you was listening to rooms and there was a very different vibe in clubhouse to what's actually there now and and I think selfishly, we were all trying to carve our own niche and find our own space within Clubhouse. You know, we none of us were present when Instagram formed or Facebook formed or any of these social media platforms formed. And if there would have been, you would have had explosive growth like many other people's were. So we had the opportunity to be very early on in an app. And I think that was the driver at the start. You know, when do you get the chance to be an early adopter of a social media platforms so early on in in the social media platforms journey so that was you know for me when did exactly start when when did you enter the i app? came onto clubhouse on the 26th of december uh, boxing day um in in the uk um i woke up a friend of mine had sent me a message saying you've got to get onto clubhouse you'll love it um so i so i went on and he sent me the invite and in i in i went um and at first it was a bit like, what is this? I didn't really know what it was, you know. So you're saying that you're not a social media person at all before? No, I'm the most private, as these two were vouched for. I'm a very private person. My whole career had been in the corporate world and um, not in the world of social media. I didn't need to use social media. So all of a sudden you're into a world where people are marketing their businesses and services via social media. Um, I was already slightly on that journey because I had a podcast and, and I was trying to carve my own space within sort of business mentoring coaching and, and that environment helping other business owners and i think selfishly i went i i speak for myself but i went into clubhouse just trying to accelerate that journey thinking right okay i can i can use it to, as another social media platform it became very early on it became very relevant in clubhouse if you could speak on a stage and give great value this is how it worked at the start if you could be on a stage firstly on the right stage secondly give great value a bit like in the real world in seminars you would attract huge amounts of followers like there were some days where we got 
a thousand followers mm. in a day. Wow. You know, there was that was the growth that was that first few weeks really at the start. So we was all there for, you know, for selfish reasons, I would say. We was just trying to find out, let's gain our own followers. Let's, very honest, yeah. let's generate leads for our own businesses. That was what we was, 100%, that yeah. was what we was all there for. What became apparent was there was a lot of egos in Clubhouse. And a bit like in a school playground, cliques of people started to form. Small groups of people started to form. And there was one group over there that you, you wasn't invited into and you wasn't a part of. And then there was a, another group over there forming. So we... We all ended up, and I don't even know how and by who, but I think it might have actually been Ashley that galvanised the first little group. But there was a group of a group of us all from the UK that all, I guess, had similar values. We knew really, well, I say we knew, we had an understanding of what we believed Clubhouse was, what we thought Clubhouse was, and we thought, well, we can all help each other. We can come into a room, you can moderate with us, we can moderate with you, we'll help you out. James done a room quite early on and, and the room ran for like eight days or something ridiculous, didn't it? Yeah, yeah and, we, it and, and we And we needed help from other moderators to do it. So that was the that was it. There was a WhatsApp group. There was about six of us in the WhatsApp group and, and we were there to support each other. Somebody would run a room, we would help them and you would help each other. And then Ashley was doing Breakfast for Winners and it was very much at the start like a speed networking wasn't it mm. very business heavy oh, it was wasn't it yeah, yeah it's speed networking every day wasn't yeah, it like, yeah you would and come fast. you would come in and ashley would say what are you looking for and you would say i'm looking for uh, <laughs> you know somebody to help me with social media okay anybody that can help you with social media reach for out leads it was unreal wasn't it uh, and that was basically what it was and i, I, didn't I don't know think what i was doing uh, you was adapting yeah, the app. didn't yeah. even know what and every day it was changing because the app was changing the type of rooms you would the content that people wanted was changing every day and after about, I'm going to say a couple of months, it may have even been sooner than that. I actually, I woke up one morning and thought, you know what? I don't even know what I'm doing Clubhouse for. Like, it's not really, I didn't have business, I didn't have a business to give leads to. I have businesses, but they're not the type of businesses that benefit from leads from social media. So I, I was just, I can't develop leads from this. I'm spending a lot of time doing this. I'm, I found myself walking around my house with earphones in ignoring the kids you know standing doing washing up with earphones in and and listening to clubhouse and just feeling like you needed to be part of every single room that was going on and and i just and i, I think first of all i called james and i said look we didn't know each other i no. just i wow, said so you never I, no, 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 no 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 That's i sent i sent james first of all i sent james a message and i said uh, hi mate I, I have a podcast studio because i did i had a, a podcast studio um you're self-declared podcast king so, <laughs> so self-declared <laughs> so, other people declared and so, a bit of self-declared would you love to would you you know i i don't know where you are but but podcast studio might work if you if you ever initially looking to form a bit of a jv in as much as you can come and use my podcast studio and and you know you can help me launch other people's podcasts that was like that was the initial conversation so james come down here had a look at the podcast studio um we had a great conversation, hit it off. And then I, about... So I dived into your backstory a bit, didn't I? I was like, if James is an interview, what? if you spend too much time around James, he'll interview you. Without <laughs> you knowing. This is uh, nature, yeah. Yeah, so he, he started asking me questions and I started giving him some some of the answers. And then we formed, I guess, a bit of a, a relationship. And, and equally, Ashley had come down around the same time because I was starting to help out. I think you probably recognised I was starting to come into Breakfast Winners a lot and, and help, and that Ashley had just started allowing people 
to host the room and to take an hour of the room, I think yeah. to give him a break really. So I'd done that as well. And, um, and Ashley had come down, we'd had a chat with Ashley and I just felt like we all, cause I'd spoken to James independently. I'd spoken to Ashley independently and I felt like we all had. So you brought them together. Within reason, yeah. within Paul, reason. Paul is the glue but, that holds our little family but, together. Yeah. I, I felt like we all had a similar connection or, or, Similar it. morals of social, of Clubhouse because there was some on there yes, that were there I mean. to sell snake oil and mm. to to use it uh, to use the tactics that they use on stages to sell to others in rooms. Yeah. And there are rooms yeah. like that where you come in and we'll sell to you from the room and we'll use they'll use all of the tactics, the stage selling techniques that they use in, in conferences. And we was not like that. We wasn't we wasn't those guys. We wasn't doing that. So we I, I actually phoned both of them up independently and said, guys, look, I'm spending all this time on Clubhouse for what I don't know. It's taken over my life to some extent a little bit. I feel myself almost getting a little bit addicted to this, but I don't quite know what for. So unless I can come up with a purpose for this and for the activity, what's the point? Like generally, what's the point? So we, 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 I, we all recognize that the community that was starting to build had some value to it as in my future value or had a, it had a feeling that something special was happening as opposed to just people showing up and being part of like social media. So we said, so we just try and take this to the next level. What can we do to try and elevate what we're doing to the next level? It wasn't really at that point about community building. It was what can we do to get, to get things to the next level and to uh, distinguish ourselves different to everybody else, basically. So I said, well, I've got the podcast studio. Why don't we try and set up some light, some cameras, and we'll we'll take everybody, we'll shock everybody and just announce one morning that we're doing a, a, a live stream and that you can now view the studio and that we've got a studio. Um, so really, it was about just upping the level of production. And then uh, you mentioned uh, when we were talking behind the scenes that you were just getting ready to semi-retire yourself. So not, not that thing anymore. You, don't have time for being retired not really (laughs) (laughs) not at the moment no we're creating our own workload but then we i I think all of the lessons that we try to get everybody else to do to evolve to um understand your customer's journey to try to take them through the the steps and the process our customers at the end of the day are people that are in our community now how we the model in which because we, we we can't you cannot do this forever for free like we've given so much of our time for so long. The reason why I wanted to bring this is uh, probably people know you a lot now as a, as an influencer in the clubhouse. And of course, people who are loyal to your rooms, they have heard your story, they have heard you speaking, but there will be other people who haven't been in the room and are watching this interview. Who was Paul before becoming so famous in the clubhouse? Oh, here we go. <laughs> here um, we go. How long have we got? No, look, I... I I'd been in, I, I, I started as a, um, a kid from a council estate, started in the London fire brigade uh, or joined the London fire brigade and spent nine years in the fire brigade and then realized it wasn't for me. I had to do something else. And then I started my own business and really I've just been on a, a business journey for 16 years of, of making mistakes, not making the mistake a second time. You know, I've, I've been involved in 12 businesses now 13 i think with what we're we're doing and and um whether that's an unlucky number or not i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it but yeah just just like any entrepreneur making lots of mistakes learning from the mistakes starting again making lots of mistakes and and i was i said i was half semi-retired i i was on a personal development journey myself i realized that the path i was on in life 
as an entrepreneur wasn't probably the path I wanted to be. I, I think we all, if you stay in business for long enough, you will reach a point where you feel a lack of fulfillment in what you do. I think any, probably if either people get that in their job or predominantly you probably get it in business. And I was like many others, just my hands were tied by my own business. Like, you know, I felt like I had handcuffs on, couldn't really, I was living a certain life because of my business, really busy, had no time, you know, moving into a certain path in life that probably wasn't for me, you know, destroying family relationships, doing, doing stuff that stereotypical, probably male entrepreneur would do. That's not the right direction. Um, I was self-aware enough to realize that. And, and, and I guess I was on a person, you know, the same personal development journey. We all do going to the same influencers that listening, consuming the same content to try to actually work out, right. There's got to be a better way of doing this. Um, so, and, and then like many of us, especially in this community, there becomes a realization that you want to help others do the same. So you want to help others yeah. on that journey. And, and for me, all of my most painful moments in life came from business mistakes. So I just said to them, I, I want to help others avoid those mistakes that that I've made by helping them scale or change or grow their businesses in in the right way, not the way that I done it, which caused a lot of a lot of the pain. Absolutely. So that was the that was the basically the the journey that I was on, and 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 then you know the winners club came along, and my path's been somewhat diverted a little bit because my own stuff's been put a little bit on to one side because we've been very busy with trying to just evolve and innovate. And I think that's the problem. I'll, I'll stop talking in a minute. I'll let the other guys speak, but well, yes, that's very it, interesting because in this, in this club, in clubhouse, as you have to evolve on social media, it's evolving quickly and making changes, mm -hmm. keeping ahead of, because there's so many people I think on, on clubhouse particularly that would love to see you fail. They'd love to see us fail. They'd love to see the community move somewhere else. People are making active efforts to try to steal the audiences and, and take the audience into other rooms because they want the people in their rooms to sell to them on stages uh, to, to get them into their business funnels. And I think that's the difference with us. There is no funnel. There is no, we've come up with a mechanism now to monetize the community to some extent to pay for the running costs of keeping the community going. And the model that we've come up with is not one where we're going to become um, millionaires from, from the community. It's a low cost, low barrier to entry way in which we can share the information that we create on clubhouse, but partly to, to, to just sustain the ability for us to continue to do what we're doing and, and do it in a way that works. And I think that's why it's worked is because we're not, we, we, we're not selling to people and we're trying to, everything we do is let's evolve, change, serve the community do it better. How can we give them better access to the information? We're every day having conversations about the, the you know, we're critical of our own rooms. We're, we're running a room and we're, we're having a conversation afterwards. Yeah, that was good today. Or we could change this or it needs to be better or that conversation so is not quite right. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, so every day is we're evolving every single day. Wow. That's powerful. So I can clearly see your vision and uh, very curious to know uh, about you, James. I, I was the same as Paul. I, I sat there and I was like, why am I spending all this time on this platform? Um, I joined it on the 30th of December. I got an invite from a client of mine and she was like, oh, you should definitely be on this. It's, it's sort of audio. It's sort of like radio. It's sort of podcast. I don't really know what it is, but go and check it out. And on the 7th of January, I actually put a podcast episode out saying why Clubhouse could be the biggest waste of time of 2021, dot, 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 maybe. I'm glad I gave myself that wiggle room because I was completely wrong. But I didn't know what I was here for at all. I just knew that within my space, so I've been in the, sort of the broadcasting PR radio game for like 15 years. 
and I have been given again myself the title of the podcast kings was like <laughs> as a as an audio platform Sorry, I should probably James. be on this just to get a bit of an understanding of how it works I hated it to start with I di- I just did not like it and it wasn't until I uh, I locked eyes across a crowded room with Ashley Shipman and our bromance formed that actually I was like oh, actually I like this guy He's not here selling snake oil. He's just real and honest. He's not trying to talk with a like he was born with a silver spoon. He just is what it is. And Ashley's a proper old school salesman. He's like, let's get on the phone. Let's get on the phone. Like, oh, I don't even know why I'm getting on the phone with the guy, but let's just have a chat with him. And he's like, oh, I think this is amazing. Like, how are you finding it? We just and we just really hit it off. We're very like light minded. He's like, oh, I think there's there's a good opportunity here. He's like, okay, cool, cool. Uh, but similar to what Paul's mentioning, so Paul's going for this sort of like semi retirement thing. Like, I don't need to be more busy. I had the opposite. So I'm growing a business. I haven't got time to be busy on anything else. So I set myself a challenge. I said, if I don't make a thousand pound off clubhouse in in 10 days, so a hundred quid a day, I'm going to leave. And it was an arbitrary figure, like a thousand quid, 10 days. I just, I was like, if I put a target on there, just, and this wasn't like, oh, you know, let's have an aspirational goal. It's like, let me check whether I'm sense check myself. Am I wasting my time here? Anyway, I was like, right. And I wasn't going to turn into like a smarmy snake oil salesman, but I was like, there's a way that you can, if you give value, you become valued within that community. And within the space that I've got a podcast agency, if you go on and talk about audio and you give people value, then I was finding that leads were coming in. So I was like, right, I've got to convert some of these leads. So anyway, 10 days, thousand quid, that was my challenge. And about three days, I'd done, I'd done six grand directly through Clubhouse. And it wasn't like trickle down revenue or like it will come in over the next few months. Like cash in the bank, in the business has to come directly through Clubhouse. And it did. And I was like, okay, cool. So I said to my wife, I said, look, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this platform. Communication is key here. I know that I'm spending a lot of time on this platform, but it is going to be the biggest driver of the podcast agency that I've ever said. I've never seen anything like it. Like I was around in the PR so game. Oh, hundred, but not from the beginning, from, from about the third week in though, I could see, I was like, this is different. I was around in 2012, I was already working with the likes of like BMW and Nando's and Thomas Cook and Nissan, all these big brands when influencer marketing came around the first time. And I, and I remember that influencer marketing because in the PR space, like, what is this thing? It's sort of like paid for, it's sort of editorial, but it's not, it's like advertorial. How does it work? And I saw the call to action that it was driving at the time. And I missed that boat because I wasn't an influencer and I'm still not now. But I was like, this has got the ability to give us who are early on it the same power as influencers have got within influencer marketing in 2012 so i just doubled down it i was like this this is a great opportunity and paul mentioned a minute ago you know there's a gang of like six of us who are literally just supporting each other because i i had this room that i was like i'm gonna call it the daily habits of high performance and i was thinking i was gonna be a daily room after the first like three hours i'm like i ain't doing this every day like i'll do this once a week but we'll call it daily habits because everyone was talking about very specific niche topics you know marketing sales social media instagram whatever but no one was talking about mindset sort of generally so I was like, let's have a general conversation about what people are doing because there's a mate you know to start with you had jesse itzler you had john lee dumas lewis howes like, all these like mega grant cardone paris hilton Tyrese, all these like megastar celebrities and influencers who are floating about on the platforms. Like, well, let's just talk about what these people are doing. So the Daily Habits, the second week we ever ran it, it started on Sunday and it ran till Thursday. Wow. It ran for five days, nonstop. And it had, I don't know, at certain points, it had 1,500, 1,600 people in the room 
together at the same time. We probably I had, think it went up to it went up to about three and a half thousand people at any one time wow. in that in that. It was room. it was nuts. yeah it was it was big. But you were three of you together. No, no. So this was just me, so there was me and well, six of us in like a little yeah. WhatsApp. Yeah, room, we was in there. the room, but we wasn't. But we were collectively we together. That was the very very beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So but and that's how the the gang had come together. It's like well, we can't run these rooms by ourselves. Ash was running breakfast with winners by himself every day. Wow. For three hours a day, and he's like, "Oh God!" I think it literally starts with, "Guys, I've got a meeting. I've got a sales call. Can anyone take over for half an hour?" And that's literally how it evolved. So there's about six of us. We're like, "Well, why don't we?" Ash is running these breakfast rooms. Um, there's a, a lady called Georgia who's a part of our gang. She was running ones on branding. I was going to do ones on podcasting. Paul was thinking about doing ones on on sort of business. So it's like, well, if we everyone's doing like a, their own show each day, then they can run it and everyone else can support if they need to. So like if you get a phone call or whatever, because rooms were running, it was quite standard that rooms would run for like six, nine hours. That was like the thing. There wasn't really any formats or it wasn't formulaic at this point. So if you need to dip out all the kids or you need to just go to the loo or whatever, someone else could take over for you for a bit. And that's how it evolved. And as Paul mentioned a minute ago, then from just being in that little gang, you could see who had an alignment of values. You could see who was there to really add value and who was there to, add value and to line their own pockets in the short term. There's nothing wrong with being intentional about making money in business. Your, your outcome as a business is to make money. If you're not in it to make money, then what are you in business for? Cause some people are like, I just want to help people. Forget that. Like get strong, then give strong like that way around. Don't worry about like helping everybody else until you can help yourself, frankly. But quite early we were like, you know, there's a massive opportunity here. If you go against the tide, which everyone else is trying to sell, a 50 quid course find a gap that is found a gap and then we plugged that gap and there was it was quite clear there was going to be you know paul said oh we'll come down and everyone had the same opportunity in the gang what we come down we'll see if there's something we could do together it was me ash and paul who took that opportunity and ran with that opportunity and when i came down and got chatting to paul about his background and stuff i was like mate we've got to do something like we've got an opportunity so here you didn't have a plan but intuitively you knew that if you follow this path of providing something that is different, it's not out there, you're going to the right direction. So it doesn't seem that you really intentionally had a plan, but we you had that no. instinct that what is right. We had we had a sense. I've had it a couple of times in business. When the time, you know, in you've, maybe people have, who, are, who are listening or watching this have had it. When you have been in like sales for a certain amount of time and your brand gets to a certain place, when the sales start coming in, you don't have to keep pushing the sales out. That, that shift, you can't really put your finger on it. You're like, oh, something's happening here. I had that feeling. I was just like, there's something here, you like you say, intuition uh, or whatever. experience in branding and working with corporates and all this experience that you had before, did that help? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because as I say, I, I saw week three, I was like, this is influencer marketing in 2012 all, all over again. We were doing, at the, at the beginning, you do an hour on Clubhouse and you get you get hundred followers per hour that you were on, and of those, I then was like, right, well, I'll DM every single person. So then, fifty percent of them would come across your Instagram, and then fifty percent of them you could, you know, you'd engage with and start a conversation with. So hundred in an hour, fifty go across your Instagram, twenty five. So twenty five people per hour you now engaged in, and within a, like a marketing agency or a, like a content agency model that I've got, you only need to land one of those people per day for a couple of grand and you're away to the races. Yeah, and so now I literally just did that. can translate it immediately. Yeah. Make but it, it was, I remember, I remember seeing influencer marketers like, what the hell is this? This will never take off. And then it did, it just blew. And I was like, I've got the same feeling about this. But then I think the other thing was, I was like, I think I'm, I'm feeling this. Am I right though? And then when I had the conversation with Paul and he's like, I don't really know what I'm here for. 
And unless I can make it make sense, I'm just going to duck out. I was thinking, I'm having the same thoughts. I'm having the same thoughts. And Ash is busy with his business. He's got a lot of staff. Now, and- this is a very good point because all the time as you have been speaking, I've been thinking, and this is a question for you, uh, Ashley. <laughs> um, do you think that this has been like a divine plan, designed? Because it feels like none of you knew where you're going. None of you knew that you are here with a plan. It feels like um, some kind of universal plan or uh, uh, the plan was some way in the quantum field. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. I get what yeah, you're saying. What do you think about this? <laughs> so, so, uh, so uncomfortable. Talk about the quantum plan, Ash. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but the what, power of manifestation. Yes. What, <laughs> my, my track record of being an entrepreneur has been literally a roller coaster, yeah? And all I wanted to do was achieve success now. Wanted it now, wanted it now, wanted to achieve it now. Yeah. And I used to always get told by people further down the line that trust the process, trust the process. And early on, like I was trying to find the right people to click with, because as we said, you could, you could see that some people didn't have their vision aligned with what I had. And then, yeah, connecting with Paul James, moving forward, creating this, it's like, They've got experience in their fields. We stay in our lanes in our fields. We all contribute together as a collective. But no one knew what was going on with Clubhouse. Like we were just all testing it. And I, 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 I was enjoying it every single day. But what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm trusting this process. Like so I've had. Like you had a drive inside you. You had like a calling. You had like you were hungry. Because when you say I yeah. wanted it now, it feels like you really wanted it. You wanted something you didn't know where it's coming from, but it feels like somehow was hidden inside you. Well, I've falling. It's, 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 it's as I said in my journey, it's been up and down. I never had support, and anyone in in business could understand the, the different parts of the journey. Like as we were saying, the ego earlier. But what I'm saying is the the loneliness, the the am I getting it right? Is it going to be right? And all I ever did was try to surround myself with the right people um, previous to Clubhouse. And when entering the app and seeing the people, as James was saying, like Paris Hilton, Les Brown, Grant Cardone, Brian Tracy, people that I had followed, I was in awe. So I was just like, wow. And then what I want to do is align with the right people. And with that, getting inspiration from like James going, let's look at this, Paul. Slow down, Ash, slow down, James. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. I think that we all bring a skill set to the table between us. That is. So what was your perf- background before you started this? Okay. The background before this was um, sales. So I started, oh no, I started as a postboy for about three weeks, went to a sales and marketing director within four years, running a team, took a company, yeah, scaled the company very fast. This wasn't on my own just in the sales and marketing department. And I had a real big reality check when I went on my own thinking how I knew business. I didn't because I had the right support around me. And I know about having the support around me, leave me to do what I do with the right support. And then that's crazy. So yeah, I went from there. I've trialed loads of things. I've failed a lot of, a lot of the time, but I, but I think like entrepreneurship is just failure, failure, failure to you and less and less and less until you succeed. And yeah, then come there, come onto the app around January. So sales and marketing is 
you cut me in half. It's there's 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 sales, there's marketing, this it's more of the marketing conversion stuff that's in me. If you cut me in half, that's what you that's what you get out of me. And it sort of comes across as sometimes I get called a <laughs> something salesman or this salesman. <laughs> and what it is, and the thing is, what I was very protective of as well going into Clubhouse and what I started to see was that there was a lot of people being sold snake oil. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've been one of them people as well that have bought into this stuff and the value that we was given and the protection of making sure that anything that was sold, it was verified. And I think that's very, very important when you're building a community because you're going to get made responsible as early on in the app. I was getting the blame for people's purchases because I was putting them on a stage. They're on a stage, they're selling. So it's like, I'm condoning what they are selling and that was the the the, like the thing is as james said if you're not in business to make money then why are you there so from that day it was like right no pitch room because it was it was more than once can i have this person's number they've done this they've done that they've done this they've done that and yeah and then from that cut it and i went to create a community where entrepreneurs could come and get the support they needed because if i had this support if i had clubhouse for Four or five years ago, I would have made less mistakes. I would have gone further in my journey. I would have connected with some phenomenal people and got into partnership with James and Paul. And on this journey, I am, yeah, trusting the process. I think we've got a lot of stuff in place now. And I think the opportunities that are coming our way are left, right and centre. And I think we just need to enjoy that. We have our strategies. We have our marketing plans. And I think we should just enjoy that journey. Just keep pushing. I just a lot of people targeted actually as well to start with. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah, because to start with, there was a few sort of, you know, it was quite easy to gain a bit of a following, but there was a few people in the States and there's a few people here who really became like the linchpin. Like I think it was on a podcast episode I did with Ash where I called him the king of clubhouse and it just kind of stuck. But then the you know, perception's reality. Like Ash became the go-to guy in the UK. If you wanted to sell anything, you wanted to have a, a big room. You wanted to get a big room. I mean, to start, you you were getting tagged into every room that was going in the UK, yeah, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. They, they knew it was being you know, pulled in. All of you before the clubhouse, you're doing your your thing, your your private. Of course, you come from the branding and marketing, and probably you have been a little bit more out there. But how does it feel now that you became? So famous, like overnight. <laughs> how, does, how, how does it make you feel? I mean, people keep talking about you when you're in your, not in the room. Uh, my ladies you, uh, keep mentioning your names all the time. Everybody knows in my community. I'm just like, who is this Ashley? Who is Paul? Who is James? I mean, I think you got. You think you got to remember is that you're fa- you you're famous that? on one app on your phone. That's it. I think if you let it go to your head beyond that, you you get yourself really in trouble quite quick you know like and and the the sort of the fame or the infamy or whatever it wasn't really about that it wasn't even about having the biggest actually says it's not about having the biggest rooms it's about having the most impactful room and that's what it comes down to but not from like a oh aren't you so giving because we know further down the line that will pay us back so if you believe in like the universal law or the quantum or so you know doing you the right stuff you become so popular in such a short, short time uh, well it, i don't even it, see it that we're popular you are like you i are I, 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 I see it like we are leading we we still we we well i i'm saying we i'm talking collectively 
because of this how it feels. We see ourselves as the leaders of the group in as much as we set the tone, we set the environment, we set the way that we want it to be done in the community. And then we hope that the others follow. So when the rooms start to go off track a little bit, one of us will interject and bring the conversation back into line. When um, the rooms have maybe been a bit dry and the conversation has not been great for a few days, one of us will actively grab hold of it, take the room for an hour, and give it some spark and some energy. So I almost see us as like the drivers of the community, but I certainly wouldn't say I feel like we're we're popular celebrities in in any way. I think we've been we've been very lucky to realize that there's an opportunity to galvanize a community and that's what we've done really. Like we've all we all have our own skill sets. If you wanted to say right I'm going to form a business tomorrow, who are the people that you'd want? You'd want somebody that's that's got their eye on their brand and understands how to build a brand first of all that's what you'd want tick number one you'd want the person that's very social that that galvanizes others and galvanizes a community that's the uh, that's that's the next tick in the box and then you'd want some somebody that's 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 tinkering in the background coming up with ways to change improve and, and make stuff happen and we've got all three of those personalities so we were very lucky to find ourselves i think in that situation and then realize that there was an opportunity to number one provide knowledge and information to people that probably wouldn't have access to it and then number two galvanize that community and, and help it it would be really it would have been really we had conversations it would have been really easy to say right, let's start a mastermind program and, and charge everybody five thousand pounds to be part of it let's start an online course and, and 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 we went through those conversations we were thinking can we do an online course should mm. we do a mastermind should we do this because we could have we could have made a lot of money from the community, but they probably wouldn't be there now. And I think the fact that we've become, you know, we've got the people that, that sell on stage and use the selling on stage tactics as members of the community there because they're not being sold to on stages because they're gathering information or being able to have that safe space. So we was, yeah, I wouldn't say I, I see myself as being popular in any way, That's shape or your form. Priority. Your priority is to keep the community together, to share values, to provide uh, the right service that they need and they come together. I think the power in it is that we've empowered other people. That That's the key to it. The power is that we've empowered other people. Paul mentioned it right at the beginning. To start with, it was like a playground. There were these little cliques or these little popular cliques and you couldn't get onto their room or you couldn't get onto their stage or they, you know, the, the, the moderator green bean. It's ridiculous as this sounds. It was like the moderator green bean was almost like this thing to, to chase after. There's people who are selling programs and part of the sell of the program was that I'll bring you up on stage. I'll make you a moderator. People, people were flogging it. If Ash had flogged the rights to, you know, breakfast with winners, he probably could have done six figures in, in month number one. <laughs> it's gutting now, <laughs> what? But, but really, this this Tell has got the ability the, to be the breakfast winners, uh, the breakfast with winners, this amazing brand that you have created now. So you're saying at the beginning you had no idea where this is going, but now it looks like you you already have created. Uh, we realized, I think we realized that we had a channel. I think that's the key with this is is people. There's two types of people on Clubhouse. Well, I, I think we're one. We maybe breakfast with champions glenn's probably similar to us yes. maybe in his mindset from what i can see from the outside but there's types of people that see it as a room to get people into the room to sell to them to to bring people into their funnel and it's a driver for new leads in their business that's yeah. a certain type of person that's using clubhouse nothing wrong with that because that, that you know they've got their business ecosystems to support and they do that on facebook they do that on instagram and clubhouse is another version of that we identified ourselves very early on, probably from Breakfast with Winners, as it's a platform and we are the channel. 
we are the channel and our vision, which is now coming a little bit of reality because people are starting to want to operate their rooms, their own rooms within the winners club was that we can be a channel for others. So we can, if we create the space, if we develop the tools, the tactics, the techniques to make it work, which is exactly what we're doing with the studios, with our infrastructure, with the tools we're developing behind the scenes. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about if, this if, now. If, if, but you have done something what, unique that not many, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen anybody else in, in the whole, um, you know, a platform of Clubhouse that has created what you have created. Well, it was on that mindset of create so the channel. how did you come with, uh, with this idea of building the real studio and giving the Real life experience. Well, I, 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 I want to throw in there. I think it was when my phone blew up once with the BBC News, <laughs> like, and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and and Heart Radio uh, covered yeah. it, didn't Heart they? Heart Radio covered the show, like, so, so really? someone well, was, was doing an article on Clubhouse, yes, wasn't they? Yeah, someone then, come and on was the, the article. Yeah, no, you know, with Heart, someone was on live radio and said, like, I was in a show called Breakfast with Winners uh, on Clubhouse, and they invited me to speak. I got so nervous, so I left the room. And I come back and remove myself to the audience and was waiting to put my hand back up again. And then we then it hit the BBC. Then there was a German tech blog, wasn't there? Then, like was, a, then there was yeah, a German massive tech, German tech blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying is that that, that happened very in a very short space yeah, of time. Fast, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was like, right, we need to make sure that we are really growing this in the right in the right way. And I think that's I think and that's that, that's why it works so well because. It is a space. It's a safe space, and yeah, I always say it's a space I wish I had earlier on in my journey. So if we can provide that, and the, the right time, and the and the impact that I think we have is the, the messages that I receive in my inbox. Okay, like, tell me the truth. How many messages you receive every day? Oh, do dozens. Do it's it's oh, no, slowed slow down. It was hundreds, that? wasn't it? Do you have your virtual assistants. I've, I think I've had around six uh, six thousand over the, since January. And how do you manage it? How do you? Ashley's got a hierarchy of, of, of millions <laughs> of work for him. No, I, it, I, 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 at first, it was the most overwhelming thing in the world. It's mental. It, 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 it was so overwhelming, and what was happening is, it was like, it was for, like when it went, was when it all died down, and I, I got someone to help me with my inbox and things like that. I didn't. That, the phenomenal people that were asking to connect with me at the time, it was just like. Tim Story phoned you, didn't he? Would, yeah. Tim Story, it's like Oprah Winfrey's life coach. She's like, oh, what's your number? He didn't know. And he just picked up the phone. He's like, hello. He's like, hey, it's Tim Story. It's Tim. And he's like, Tim who? Tim Story. And he's like, having this conversation with, do you ever heard of Tim Story? He just phoned me. I was like, Oprah's life coach. Are you joking? Wow. And I was just like, yeah. I'm That's just... the beauty of it. Where you just do, do your thing. But, but, you it's not that. It's, it's been like, like, <laughs> billionaires yeah business really, icons like the like the, the the phenomenal people that come through that and the, and the thing is i was in such this busy busy like craziness that like i had got out the window and it was just the fact that i had spoke to someone that i'd followed for a while like like and as i said to him like i said like what's what what why are you connected with me like I'm used to asking uncomfortable questions. So I was like, why did you connect with me? And he said, because I get about 800 messages a day and you just don't want nothing from me. And I said, but he's like, so why do you want any time and flip the question? Why do you want to connect with me? And I just said, I'd just like to have you as a friend and have you in my network. And he was like, you're the first ever person that said that to me. And that was someone who's just had his business valued at 5 billion pounds. This is so 
very inspirational. And I think that's that's half of the not even the trick. I think that's maybe the the secret to the, the success here is that you know Ash didn't even have a clue who Tim's story was. If Tim's story <laughs> phoned me, I'd have been like, "Oh, hey Tim, oh yeah," I tried to pitch him, like, "Oh, come on to this show, whatever." Ash couldn't give give a damn because he didn't know who the guy was. Um, Daniel Masters, the guy who, like I say, he's he's had his 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 uh, cryptocurrency blockchain company valued at four billion right, quid. Chat Do you remember the guy who owns one he, championship, which is like Asia's version of UFC? Sir Tim Smith from the Eden Project, all these like uh, so the CIY Reebok. Well, I think yeah. we, I think other people have seen that we've got a space that is benefit of because listen, everybody's in Clubhouse or the world of social media for a reason. Yeah, they're either consumers or they're producers. Most of the people we deal with are producers. They're producing their own content. They see us, and this is exactly the vision that we had quite early. Is we can be the destination for these people to come to. So if you was going to launch a book. You could go and launch. You'd do a book tour. You'd do it. You'd do a tour of radio stations. You'd go around and you'd and you'd go on Capital FM, Heart Radio, Kiss FM. You'd, you'd do a tour of radio stations. So why can't Clubhouse be a destination as part of that tour? And and we can be if we can be that space for people, then brilliant because it gives us content. It gives us the ability to get access to these guests. And I think we've been seen as that. We've been seen as week. you know people can see the fact that there is a community there that can be reached. We had the, we partnered with the indirectly with the UK government uh, through a marketing agency. We, you know, we was the, the first people to bring Boris Johnson onto clubhouse. And this is as a result of what you're doing. With yeah. We're yeah. through breakfast with winners because, yeah. because we, we had the community, but I think it goes back to, it would have been, especially for Ashley, it would have been very easy to get distracted when you're getting 6,000 messages from people all wanting to form partnerships all wanting to, to 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 use your community or to partner with you because you've got access to the to the to the people that are on Clubhouse, it would be very easy to get distracted. Um, and, and we've been the, most, the biggest driving force here between you. I, I think we, I think it's completely I mean, equal. We all yeah. drive in different. We, yeah. We're all pulling in the same direction, but we all drive it in a different way. If that makes yeah. sense. Ash wants to run at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> he wants to go too fast. Paul wants to rein it in to make sure that all, none of the wheels all fall balanced, off. Yeah. I wanted to make sure it all's got all the bells and whistles and looked pretty. So we're all pulling in the same direction, but we've all got an equal yeah, sort of skill set to bring to it, equal value to bring to it. Uh, but again, I think it's because the, the partnership and the relationship was set up from the word go. Because I remember having a conversation earlier with Ash. I said, you should join this um, WhatsApp group. Because Ash wasn't part of it. started, no, was he? No. He wasn't part of it. So you should join this WhatsApp group I'm in, mate. Because we all just like support each other's rooms. He was like, "Yeah, with respect, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like align myself with anybody." Because he was getting so many of these snake oil salespeople going, "Oh, come on, Ash, come over with us." And I said, "No, no." I said, "It's not about like no one's going to own anything." It's like just, but if you need a bit of support with breakfast with winners, just let us know. And he still didn't want to for a few days. There's a couple of times I think where you need someone to to jump in, <laughs> and I put a message in the group. I said, um, "Ash is that breakfast with winners room. He needs a bit of a hand." Then a few of us jumped into it. I said, well, just if you want, I said, it's easy. Just jump in the WhatsApp group and just message us if you want to. And that's how it all evolved. Yeah. But to start with, there was like, you know, like people picking up the phone and going, come on, come on, come into our little gang, Ash, come into our little gang. Because you all have families. Um, yes, yes, I had a, ch I had a child I mean, for this year. Yeah. Or how do you balance all of these? Things? Well, I... I me personally, at the start, you'd want to be at, we was on Clubhouse 24 hours a day, as much as possible. You was even going into a Clubhouse room, leaving your phone on and going to sleep, coming back and you'll still be in the room. Yeah. It's not like that now. 
me personally, I'm only on Clubhouse in our own rooms for a purpose. If there's, if there's, I very rarely go into anybody else's rooms. Occasionally, some people that I respect in Clubhouse have said, can you come into our room? Or I might do that, but very rarely. It's like the, the destination for me is if there's a Winners Club activity going on on Clubhouse, I'll be there. Other than that, I'm, I'm offline. I'm, I'm doing my own stuff. And I think we're all a little bit like that now. Yeah. We all act in that way. But for the first few months, no. It was, Do you it was... have a plan now? Because at the beginning, you didn't have a plan. So what is your plan? And especially <laughs> you, Paul, uh, being an expert in scaling, uh, what is your vision? How are you going to scale all of this together? Um, spread our message further with the app. Yeah, look, I, I definitely, I see us as a, why can't we, why can't the Winners Club be an inspirational hub for content and learning similar to netflix or a bbc or a or a tv channel why can't why can't it get there why can't we over time develop the right content give app, give people access to the information to real life-changing content you know yes there's documentaries that are made yes there's information that's this, made uh, this show somewhere like in a bbc or in a big I don't think so because we've got the we're our own producers. You know, nobody's coming in and telling us what to do. Probably would like somebody would like to buy it. Have you thought about it? Potentially, but again, the the power is in the fact that we are in control of our own destiny. So, for example, I, I'm a, a very much a failed radio presenter. My my dream was to go and work on Radio One, Radio Two, or one of the big radio stations. But you're told, right? You've got 43 minutes to fill. You've also got the adverts. You've got to get in and out of this time. You've got the weather. You've got the news. You've got the travel. You've got the sponsorship reads. Blah blah blah. It sounds really exciting, but but actually, with this, we can do whatever we want to do. You know, this morning we end up talking about. You know the, the the ability to scale globally. On Sunday, we'll talk about you know transcendental meditation. We'll do stuff with you know some of the biggest marketing agencies on, on the planet. We have the you know, guy from CEO of Iceland Foods who did a meet. He was doing it on a media tour. He comes and does us on the Thursday and does Chris Evans' breakfast show on on the on the Friday. And his agency again, can we come back on at some point because we could sell more books? We've got Tim Story was coming for the third time because it's the most fourth time, yeah. Because of because of the power of the community, so there's no need to for it to go anywhere else, and that puts you in a really strong position. Because when you don't need anybody else, then everybody comes knocking. It's almost like one of those unfair advantages. You know, when you start off in business and you don't know what you don't know, and you you need the clients, you need the cash flow, blah blah. We're in the position now. We don't need anybody. We but, don't need anybody. But it didn't, making it our didn't own start content. that way. No, at no, first, no, we no, just, no, no. We. It, 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 I, I, we, was, we was all knocking on each other's doors. We was knocking on everyone's <laughs> doors. And yeah, just what happened early on is I, the, the moment I turned around, I said, this is a no pitch room. There was a whole clique of people that formed in the, in the room. Yeah. Mentality shifted. Yeah. The whole mentality shifted because they, they couldn't see the value people there. People feel the energy. Yeah. And, and then I said, no selling. And then all I, all I, all I was receiving in my messages is screenshots of, people trying to sink the show. So then when I come, when I had support from these two, it was like, it was just like an alignment. It was just really was. Oh yeah. It was little gangs trying to, trying to create other rooms in there and pulling people out and getting other moderators out. And then telling, telling to go and ruin the community. Like, and then I would have, I would have people come on the stage and start like not following the rules. So then I had to moan and then it was like getting heated and, and and then, then I was getting messages like saying that people are coming in directly. Like, okay, like because what happened was they helped me build the audience and then didn't like the way it went. The education space in business specifically has got has got very um information is accessible to the few, right? Especially if you're starting your business or you're starting your journey, it can be very difficult to get 
tactical, actionable information to get you from A to B. Sometimes it's very, you find yourself lost. I found myself lost in somebody else's marketing funnel and then you're being taken in a direction you don't necessarily want to be part of. I think we've got the ability to generally make information, the right content and information available to the masses for a fair price that's available, that, 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 you know, that covers the value of the information. But, but by, you know, we can make it available to many people, which is what we're trying to do with the winners club. And we're trying to move in a direction where, because clubhouse could stop tomorrow. And then what happens to us? You know, if clubhouse finishes tomorrow in five years time, nobody will ever remember the winners club. So we're very much aware of that. And we're very much aware of this needs to transcend into something other than just clubhouse. So what is that in the future? That's a, a hub of, at the end of the day, we create content. Yeah, and where do you see this? Say well, we are content creators. We, we, we are creating content and we're giving everybody and we're giving others the space to create their content and they're, and they're receiving leads and their, their business models are, are thriving by us giving them the space to create content. So effectively, if you look at that in old school terms, we are the producers of, of content, which would be either radio shows, TV shows, documentaries. We, we are by default, the producers of that type of content now. So I see it as let's continue to give people the space, the platform to produce content that can change other people's lives. You know, we are, we are goes down to the conversations we have. I don't know about you guys, but five years ago, we would not be openly on microphones having the, some of the conversations that we openly have oh, yeah, when yeah. we're in each other's company. We, we're very open and vulnerable about the way we share and then that we encourage others to be open and vulnerable. Uh, one more thing that I'm very intrigued, three men. It is an accident? It just happened? Why is the, 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 the group, <laughs> when we started out, the WhatsApp group was 50-50, wasn't it? I think it was eight of us to start with yeah, in the 50, group. It was 50-50. Four guys, four girls, and it just ended up that we were the also ones who... didn't join you. No. Well, I, look, they, have, they, have, they didn't disjoin us, if that makes sense, but there was an opportunity where... Paul said, look, I've got this studio. And like he said, you know, come down and have a look at it from, from my agency's purposes. Like, this is really nice. This would be a great fit. I'll bring some clients down. I'll use your studio. I'll, be, I'll become a client of your studio services. But then during that, that's what I thought it was going to be. But during that conversation, I was like, cool, I really, I like this guy a lot. Hashtag bromance, uh, which makes him really uncomfortable. I was like, he's got so much value to offer. And he's just, there was a, you could see there was an alignment of values. And then the next week, uh, or I think the week before he'd met with Ash and he's like, do we, why don't we do something live on that, on that Friday? Cause the first one, I don't think we did it as like a live stream. We did it. Yeah, but it was the biggest studio. Was a flop, wasn't it? I think it was. Really? Yeah, but we ended up doing the technology that. didn't work. We ended up having like, we were playing it. We were playing the music through the headphones and then into the phone and cobbling it all together. And we were just the ones who took the action. So people have voted. We, invo we, with invited, their feet. we invited people along the, along for the journey. Do you know yeah. what, do you know what though? You raise a very good point. You raise a very good point. It's something we're very consciously aware of now. I do believe probably the whole, and I'll be slightly controversial. We're probably, there was some element of unconscious bias between the three of us because you attract people that you're like, and that you're similar to that share similar values. And we all was attracted to each other for a reason and a purpose. Probably, because of that, some of that unconscious bias. We are very aware because we're told regularly, believe it or not. Now, we don't believe in any way. We we try to shape our community in a way that works for everybody. I believe we have very in, a very inclusive feel to what we do. You know, we have people from all, all parts of the world, men, women, you know, all different ethnic backgrounds. And we, 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 we embrace that. 
But on a couple of occasions, we've been told when we've done absolutely had no intention at all that the first two lines of all of the moderators are male. The first two lines of all of the moderators are white males. And there's been no intention of creating that environment at all. We would, if you speak to any of the females that are really in, in our community, the likes of Lucienne, Georgia, we fully support what they're trying to do. And we generally like are champions for them and, and like advocates for the, the content that they are creating. Yeah, we're fully aware of but, how the world but, works. But we have, yeah, we've, some of the accusations that have been thrown at us in, in the, over, since we've been doing what we're doing, honestly, is, is we've had accusations made against us of being racist. Um, uh, I've had free voice notes, haven't you? Oh, I've, had, I've, had, I've had people screaming down my phone, like through a voice note, like on Instagram. Um, By default, because we're free white guys, we must be racist. Like that is generally the. the we've oh, had honestly, those. You believe, you we've had those assumptions it. made at us before, and it's anything but that. It's anything but that. I have attended your rooms hundreds of times, and, and I've I never have seen a room that it gives so much value. It's, it's so the most diverse room. And freedom to everybody. So we have one that's, value, that's and that's that others create value in the community. So if you come up as a speaker <laughs> and you create value, you are welcome to stay there for as long as we're in existence. And that is generally how we work. But when people don't come and do that or they come with another ulterior motive, then we can recognize that pretty quickly. And James likes to press the, the, the move to audience button and move people. But but that's what we've got our eye on. But, you know, yes, we are aware potentially because this year, let's be honest, the last two years, the word unconscious bias has come to the forefront. The equality, diversity, it's all more open about. We wouldn't be having this conversation two years ago. So we are aware of it, but we would say that we've been as inclusive as we could be. Um, you know, other than actually when at the point of when we formed the partnership and we didn't know that what we was doing then was going to end up and result in being a business. When we all actually sat down together and said, let's do something, we were still probably all thinking in the back of our head. This will drive leads for my business. What's the worst mm. thing that will happen here? I'll raise my profile and we'll drive some leads to our business. And at some point, all of our mentalities shifted to, so we've got something special. Come together, do you think you have this power separate? No, Is no, it no. as a result of you have found the perfect combination of three of you? Uh, we're, 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 we're all different. You are all, all different. You have common values, but you're really different. I reckon, I reckon if I had a prediction, you'd be doing a podcast room once a week, generating leads to your podcast. I'd be doing it five days a week, man. Ashley would be, <laughs> Ashley probably would have been bought into somebody else's click and would be doing a room selling courses or training <laughs> no, courses no, 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 or no, training no, no, products every, every day probably. I, I, was, I was paying for proximity to some yeah. people. And how about you? I wouldn't be on Clubhouse. <laughs> no. No, you wow. wouldn't. No, I, I so would have. I would have. Yeah, I would have carried on doing. I would have carried on with my sitting in my lonely room studio, recording my podcast once a week, and 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 putting it out there, thinking so that people cared about it. This. What what we what we <laughs> what we've created here. This is the epitome of the whole being more than the sum of its individual parts. And this is the you know what Napoleon Hill talks about in the fifties about the power of a mastermind and bringing collective. You know, there's like a a third sounds a bit you know woo woo, but that sort of like collective wisdom. There's almost like a fourth brain in the room when there's the three of us together is the epitome of that. And as I mentioned earlier, Paul wants everything systemized and processed and all of you know all of the nuts and bolts in place. Ash wants to run at a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> I'm probably not out of everybody. I'm probably the one who's more protective of the brand. So I don't want that person on the stage. I don't want that person to say I'll chuck them back in the ocean. Blah blah blah. And so everyone draws the best out of each other and i've been in partnerships before where you've all got the same skill sets and those partnerships are terrible yeah. because you tend to be all awful at the same stuff but here i'm not the systems and process guy paul is i'm not the sales and the community building guy i'm not the inclusive one because i'm very protective of the brand 
ashes but in terms of then looking at the sort of the media vision and this is the stuff that we've not even talked about protection oh 100 percent. yeah but the other thing that we did we clocked really early on which we haven't really even spoken about anywhere ever is we've got a whole media agency that sits behind what we're doing so we've got no need to sell to the community because we've got something else that's underpinning it and we said very early on we could either burn very bright and very fast now we can sell thousands and thousands of 50 quid courses we could we could have done 100 200 300 grand quarter of a million quid easy out of the community but what we're playing is a game that will pay us off in two years but then that pays off big 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 time seven eight figure like payoff not short term so we've got a whole media consultancy angle that we've created and we've made that before we did anything else so all we needed the community to do was to be engaged with the content that was it so and I, you have a global audience because like, I've seen people from United States, they stay awake. It's amazing. They, they, yeah, they, they stay awake. We, we, two, three o'clock in the morning for them, isn't we've it? Obviously, we've just launched an app, which is a, a, basically a suite of tools that can um, that people from the community can benefit from. So we've effectively got um, some, there's a free version of our app where people can get some access to. Uh, what is the name of the app? Uh, it's the, the winners club right? the winners club yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so um it doesn't launch yet it launches on the 14th of august but we've done a pre-launch for it so what is the, the goal of the so but basically we've there's some tools missing from clubhouse that we that we've decided we need some ways for the moderators to communicate some ways for the the chat function to work a bit better so we've put them into our app but then equally going back to this channel perspective that we are a channel we realize that every single day we create three hours of content every single day content that if listened again by people can actually benefit them actually you know they could actually take actionable steps to improve their businesses their lives so we've we've come up with a format to give people access to that information so inside the app the premium version is that people can get replays to every one of our clubhouse rooms we will summarize yeah, recording everything yes yeah, we'll summarize the the content to, to give people like a two-minute summary what happened in the rooms and then we'll extract the best bits what we call mic drop moments those moments when somebody comes on and gives really good advice and value well that's gone then once that's spoken in clubhouse it's into the ether nobody's ever going to hear that again so we can pick those out and put them into the app and and, and summarize them and give people access to that so effectively we're building up an encyclopedia of our content that people can get access to and support the community yeah. by getting their content the app is, is going to be free at the there's a free version and then to get access to the replay features and all of the content there's a premium version but again you know we we, we the, the subscription level that we've set is so that it's manageable for everybody it's like less than 10 pounds per month to get access to all of that and and that that's information that would cost you thousands in traditional masterminds and traditional more, content but what you mentioned about a global audience what's amazing is we can see when people register where they click on the link to register from and it, you know there's there's people in africa there's people in um in in, in the far east the middle east literally in america it's, it's, it is a you know predominantly the us and uk but then it amazes you we had somebody register last week from the maldives that's yeah. right yeah in in mao in the maldives and it's it's yeah it's it is it is a it is turning into a global have you thought um i mean this is my uh, kind of my how how my mind works because I have franchised my club in other countries. Have you had like people asking you, can I have your club, let's say in America or in Paris or in Amsterdam? Or I have. Have you told about? Did uh, tell us about that. Kind of <laughs> what did you say to him? Maybe there's a winners club Germany. We don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I have, but I've. We, we like to watch people before we bring them in and 
we like to see their loyalty, their brand loyalty, because if there's no brand loyalty to the Winners Club and they just want to use the audience, then they're not going to get brought in. I, I get asked quite a few times. And we've developed, we've developed the moderators, I think. All of the moderators, the pattern in which and the way we moderate. Like, so what are it's the unique criteria to us. For, for your your room, your panelists, your moderators? How do you qualify them? Because I, I, I believe everybody wants well, to you know, be we, in the panel of uh, Well we've just yeah. we've just come up with this again ascension plan of of the steps that people can take. Because what the end goal is that somebody can host their own room under the winners club brand within the winners club and have their own show on our channel effectively that's the end goal but how'd you get there so we've taken the try to document out those steps so initially it's somebody coming into the room and and giving value on stage you know showing up occasionally and giving some value and actually you know what most of the time by hearing somebody on a regular basis you can understand the purposes that they're there for mm -hmm. if after a few weeks they're still coming in with the ethos of i'm here to help and share value you generally get a feel for whether or not they're the right type of person then the next step of that is they're they're made a they're made a moderator within the room and, and you know as a sign of loyalty they're given the status of, of being a, a regular moderator in breakfast with winners um and then the step beyond that is is to then approach them to say would you like to host a room within within the winners club which we've only just started to do so we've just filled out um five shows per or four shows per week at the moment um in the evening so we've got so we've now got breakfast so with winners breakfast you're turning into dinners yeah yes i know so we've yeah, now yeah. got breakfast um if you look at traditional radio you'd have a, the, the most popular times are breakfast and drive time which is the evenings so we've now got rooms how are you going to manage uh, the time being so consistent that's where we've bought the moderators in because it's very much their room so we us as a production so you team you're not going to be there we are and as a production team we're doing the the music the jingles right. the recording we do all of that part in the background at the moment it's the three of us doing that part in the background but very much it's their room and they're running their own room over time we'll find uh, that production element once we know exactly what that is because that's still evolving every day mm. but but when we actually can know what that is and systemize it in a way we'll find others that can do that for us the production so element you can turn but, it in 20, 24 hours radio show podcast show whatever yeah, show. yeah. If, if, if effectively if we could bring other people in at, at various points and have them host rooms but but in terms of how they get that journey it's you've got to come and give value you've got to show a sign of loyalty to to the brand and to what we're doing over that period of time whether that's five weeks six months we don't really know we get a feel for whether or not somebody is the right fit and loyal to what we're doing and then we'll we'll try and help them and give them the tools at the end of it, we've developed a suite of tools that we know works for us so we can give those tools to them to let them run their rooms and we had an example last week we had somebody that that was running their own rooms very successfully very successfully um that that was the right fit for us that has been loyal to us over time uh, and 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 came into our room and and the numbers to what they would normally get in their own rooms were three or four times what they mm. would usually get i think that's what people are starting to realize is to run a route to run a regular room show up consistently on clubhouse and to try and build a club is hard very hard work and a lot of people have tried to will try and have tried to go their own way build their own club build their own try to do it on their own 
and then go back to the exact same values that we all found early on. It's better to be part of a team and do it as part yeah. of a team because it's difficult, bloody yeah. difficult to do on the own. Is key. So is, since uh, we are, just before we finish, I mean, I could go forever with you guys. Um, can you probably, from this experience, can you give some tips, some advice? What would be the best way to utilize, to monetize, to um, make make sure that every single minute in the clubhouse is properly managed and has a goal and has a kind of I would I would say collaboration first go with intention mm. be participate and support other people in their rooms if you're looking to grow a network um if if you're not that sort of guy and you want if you want to grow on the platform then make sure you are putting your hand up in the audience, make sure you're asking good questions, the right questions. And then the last one is to make sure you're following the rules of anyone's room. So not just us, if you go into anyone else's room, understand the rules, the culture and follow that. And yeah, make sure you reach out and take the conversation further than clubhouse. That's, that's what I would say. That, that'll probably do it <laughs> authenticity i would say be authentic yeah. oh you'll be called out you'll be, be called be, out. be authentic from day one and 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 be value driven be there to give other people value like like the response i've shared some stuff on clubhouse that i've never shared anywhere else um and and the response from that is overwhelming to, like to say the least you know and and it starts great conversations so i would say come from being authentic because you'll get found out if you're not and and be value driven you know and the rest of it really will fall into place I think. Yeah, 100%. Give value first and then you will be valued. Too many people are looking to 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 get the sale first. There's too many, you know, still still now you hear it and people dress up and say, you know, oh, DM me for more information, DM me for more information. That's code for get into my DMs and then I can start trying to flog your stuff. Some people are there to give value, but don't go wrong, but a lot of the time that's how it works. But yeah, give value first and then become people valued. Find the way to reach you if they hundred percent. And also be intentional with your time to start with when it was new, like, oh, what's this new thing? But it's been around long enough now. You can see what it's there for. Why are you in a room? You know, so many people who think that proximity is power and it is to a certain extent, but it's also not, you know, like, just because you're in someone's audience and you send them those DMs. Oh, thanks for your information. It's really good. Like what value are you actually getting out of that? Be intentional with your time, give value first, and then you'll become valued. And yeah, to, to scale up your own rooms or your own sort of collaborations, just get around great people get around great people because there's a lot of there's a lot of value and a lot of valuable people on that platform some unbelievable people on that platform but get around people who line up with your overall moral compass that align you to your your north star of where you want to go as a business so actually where do you see yourself in five years what a great question <laughs> how would you be i'm intrigued to find the answer out for this too. um that the winners club app is global like a global recognized I'm not going to give a comparison name, but a global recognized hub of you know, just value, education, tactical and practical advice. That's what I see. And with these two. And how about you, James? Oh, I imagine myself five years time sitting on Ashley Shipman's yacht, <laughs> <laughs> bobbing around in the Adriatic Sea. Um, uh, he's feeding me grapes. I don't know why. It is in Albania. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. Well, there we go. You can come as well then because you've got local knowledge. So that all works out nicely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think. I'm going to be in that yard then. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, see the, I see this being the number one community for tangible, actionable content on the planet that's accessible, generally accessible to everybody. Um, and I also see the, from a, from a, that's sort of the community side of it, from a business side of it, 
the business behind the scenes that we've built, the the marketing agency, I would see within five years that has been bought up by a bigger conglomerate, and we've exited that business. I, I, yeah, I, that's yeah. I want to um, know from your expertise. Mm, I'm intrigued. Where do you see yourself? How how this is going to scale in five years? Um, I would. Do you know what? Generally, I hope we touch millions of people. I hope we change the path, the lives, the courses of their businesses to millions of people. I think we'll and I think, a million. I think you need. I think, and I think I think by doing that, the rest will fall into place. I generally have that faith now. Like through my however many years, if you do the right thing, most of the time, the rest sort of falls into place. Like whether that's the law of whatever. Oh God, say it, say it. Gravity. I don't know. He believes. I, I, don't, but I, don't, I don't necessarily believe in that stuff. There's some people call it woo-woo and I, you know, maybe a bit too cynical for that, but I do believe generally if you do the right thing and one thing we are all on the same path of is doing the right thing. We'd like, we generally protect the community, give them stuff that will serve them and just protect, protect, protect. That's our mindset now. It's like protect the community from the moment we wake up in the morning to the moment we come off the clubhouse. It's like we, our radar is up for anything that doesn't serve the people that are there. So yes, I think whether we're still on clubhouse, whether clubhouse is even there or it's been gobbled up by another social media platform, I don't know. But yeah, the, as Ashley said, the app to be a hub, for changing people's lives. And I think the rest of it will like fall into place. You know, the financial side will work out. The rest of it will work out. Um, just, it's just being moral compass, do the right thing, serve, serve the community. You have created that um, beautiful, amazing dependency. And as I said from the very beginning, uh, probably you don't know how much positive impact you're creating out there because you are in the flow. You are focusing on, on creating values and, and the impact that you're creating there is much more than you think. It goes above you. And now the dream has, has gone viral. So really impressed and congratulations for everything you have achieved so far. It's only the beginning. We need men like you, definitely, to, to provide values, to provide equality, and to provide that love and care and beautiful energy in these rooms. And people, at the end of the day, this is what they want. They, they as they say... People forget what you do for them, but they don't forget how you make them feel. And a Winners Club makes people feel lifted, motivated, inspired, different, better people. And uh, thank you.